Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The road to election 2024 goes through Good Morning BT. Mr. Trump, welcome to Charlotte Radio. Good morning, Bob. Nikki Haley. You have a unique voice that you bring to the table. Good morning. It's great to be with both of you. The biggest names. Well, I appreciate you making some time for us here in Charlotte on WBT. The biggest year. Welcome to the District 8 North Carolina Republican Congressional Debate. Continuing coverage of all the campaigns. Jeff Jackson. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Congressman Dan Bishop. Good morning, Bo. Beth. Hi. Bo and Beth take you all the way to November. Talking to U.S. Senator Tim Scott here on Good Morning BT. Thank you, Bo and Beth. It's good to be with y'all. This is Good Morning BT. Monday in the Ty Boyd studio, and now less than a week until the South Carolina primary. Bo Thompson here. Beth is off today on the WBT hotline. We're going to link up here with Mick Mulvaney, and uh, it's been a it's been a, a a little bit since you and I talked. Uh, nothing going on. Just a, just a lazy week last week, right? Yeah, you know, it's always boring in American politics. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Oh, I was under the weather a little bit, so I apologize for the roughness of my voice, but uh, I've missed getting in there. Look forward to getting back there next week. Well, we're less than a week, Mick, and uh, has, 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 as far as you can see, has anything changed in this Trump versus Haley race as we're getting down to the, uh, to the nitty-gritty here? Not a lick. I mean, not even just a little bit. If anything, I think Nikki may have lost a couple of points in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I can't tell if she's just decided that it's all or nothing or if she's just decided that, you know, she's going she's gonna to go ahead and be the anti-Trump candidate. She's certainly become a lot more aggressive in her language against the former president in the last couple of weeks. I don't necessarily you know, think it's a, a, a bad decision by her, but it's just not working. It's just it, there's, she's not moving the needle in her favor. The last poll I had uh, that I saw had her down by more than 30 points, which is, again, more than she was down two weeks ago last time we, ta- we talked. Well, uh, we'll talk more about Nikki Haley uh, in, in a little bit. I want to talk about the front runner, uh, Donald J. Trump. Uh, did you have it on your bingo card late last week that uh, Trump would uh, would launch a, a sneaker? <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Uh, I did Australian television last night, and they asked me. They said, uh, "So, what's up with the president's new golden shoe company?" I'm like, "There's a there's a line in the English language that no one has ever thought to utter." Um, the president's former president's golden shoe company. No, <laughs> listen, the man is a branding genius. It's what he does. I'm not sure it's going to make any money, but I did hear they sold out of all the $400 pairs of shoes they had at that convention last week in Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, he shows up at SneakerCon just because he can, and uh, he introduced the Never Surrender High Top Sneaker selling for uh, $3.99, and uh, they're all gone. I don't know whether uh, they'll make more, but they're all gone. And, uh, you know, I remember back when you and I were talking about the time that he he released the Trump, uh, was the NFT? Remember those days? And, And now we're talking about sneakers and uh, not exactly the move. I mean, the $355 million judgment in the civil case uh, last week. And uh, like I said, if you had on your bingo card that his next move following that would be uh, launching a shoe line, then uh, good luck to you there. Yeah, you're going to have to sell a lot of shoes to pay that. I don't think you can end up paying all that. You know, I've talked to some of my friends in the, in the legal community in New York, and they, they know that an appeal will be pending. Um, it will come down a little bit, they think, but not a lot. And he's going to be on the hook there for you know, a, a big chunk of money. Of course, you add that to the $83 million that he was found liable to 
E. Jean Carroll. These are real serious amounts of money. That being said, I uh, didn't get a lot of attention last week, but the Securities Exchange Commission approved the um, the acquisition of Truth Social, his uh, his competitor, Twitter or X, and that's going to make him I don't know eighty ninety million dollars. I think. In fact, I think it's a little bit more than that. So. A lot of ups and a lot of downs when you're Donald Trump, it seems. Yeah, and uh, just before that, the Fonnie Willis situation in Fulton County, that certainly became a circus last week. Um, uh, exactly what he wanted. Um, I was doing TV on News Nation last week, so what do you think? I said, Donald Trump won this. He absolutely did. This has become a sideshow. It's become the Jerry Springer show. It's become daytime sort of, you know, television and it completely undermines the legitimacy or, uh, or any legitimacy against uh, of the cases against Trump, and they're not very legitimate to begin with. So when, when you see Fonnie Willis having to go and talk about piles of cash in her safe and whether or not she prefers, you know, uh, red wine to expensive vodka, this is the Jerry Springer show, which Trump absolutely loves. So it was a huge win for him last week. Um, and I know we've got, you know, you almost get tired of saying that and say, how can these, these lawsuits against him be positive politically? But they are. Um, and you can see it in the numbers. He continues to do better against Nikki Haley and continues to do better against Joe Biden. All right, I want to talk uh, more about uh, what's next for Nikki Haley. Uh, if things keep going the way they look like they're going to go and end in South Carolina and on to Super Tuesday, but also we need to talk about uh, Alexei Navalny and uh, his death last week and, and how that figures into things uh, between President Trump and Joe Biden. We're talking to Mick Mulvaney. He is on the phone this week. He's uh, got a, a crazy schedule. Be back in studio next Monday uh, after the South Carolina primary and uh, then ramping up to Super Tuesday. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. See, I saw the... uh Never Surrender High Top Sneaker. And all I could think of, God rest his soul, is Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, dropping down from the ceiling in Rocky IV. It looks like something right out of Rocky IV. Mick Mulvaney joins us right now on WBT and, uh, yeah, talking about the Trump sneaker. As you said earlier, I mean, uh, <laughs> leave it to the marketing genius he is. I mean, uh, if, if anybody could have made that into something, it's Donald Trump. Well, we'll see how many he can sell. Um, it's, it's got to, again, you got to sell what? My guess is about a million of them to make $400 million. So yeah. we'll, see how it, uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, so I want to play you a clip. We had Nikki Haley on the show last week. I want to play you a clip of that interview. I asked her a question about uh, a couple thirds way through the interview. Do you think Biden is going to be the nominee? And if you don't think it's going to be Biden, who do you think it's going to be at this point that you may eventually uh, move on to face? No, I don't going to be the nominee, and I think Democrats know that. What I can tell you is there will be a female president of the United States. It will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. Either Nikki Haley or Kamala Harris, but there will be a female. She said that last week in our interview. I've seen her say it a couple of times in uh, some subsequent interviews, but I, that, to my knowledge, that's the first time she said that when we were talking to her, uh, Beth and me, last week. What about that statement? Yeah, it's the big issue right now across the political spectrum, right? Left, right, in Washington, D.C., all over the country. Ever since that Department of Justice report came out about Joe Biden, um, you know, referring to him as coming across as a, as a forgetful old man and so forth. So uh, half of my Democrat friends are absolutely swearing up and down that it's Biden, Harris, 
you know, to the death, that, that there's no chance of any change whatsoever, any change whatsoever. And the other half are wringing their hands and going, how soon can we get rid of Joe Biden? Um, and then if they get rid of Joe Biden, is it really Kamala Harris? So it, it, no one knows. No one knows. Um, I wrote a piece for The Hill last week on exactly this. And this is the only thing I think I can add to the debate. Watch Jim Clyburn. Um, if they decide to make a move uh, at the presidency, they try to decide that the Democrats decide to try to replace um, Joe Biden. Uh, it will be Jim Clyburn, along with Barack Obama and a couple other leaders of the Black Caucus in Washington, D.C., that you'll have to go to. Because either they will come to Kamala Harris's defense or they will go on TV and say, you know what, we really like uh, Gretchen Whitmer in, in Michigan or we really like Gavin Newsom. Um, if you're going to make a move like that, it's going to have to be led by the, the, uh, the Black Caucus in Washington, D.C., and that includes Jim Clyburn from South Carolina. He was on TV this weekend, um, talked a little bit about the race, did not talk about you know potential replacements. But uh, those are the folks to watch. They have no idea what they're going to do. So anybody who on the Republican side who pretends to know what they're going to do is, is just making it up. Well, let me put uh, two more names out there. No doubt you've heard uh, these two names somewhere uh, along the process. But uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, the former first lady, Michelle Obama. Any, any way those two could figure back into this mix, in your view? Um, two, two answers in the reverse order. Michelle Obama, I don't, I don't know the Obamas. I don't pretend to have inside information. Every single Democrat I've talked to, and I know Democrats up and down the party, including former National Party chairmen, former governors, senators, etc., say there's no chance, zero chance, that Michelle Obama will, uh, will run for public office. Um, she never liked being in public office in the first place. Uh, the family is done with Washington. They're making a ton of money. They have some privacy for the first time in a long time. Zero interest whatsoever from the Obama family. That's coming from, from Democrats who should know better than I do for sure. On the Hillary Clinton side, um, while I'm sure she'd love to do that, keep in mind there's one thing we know about Hillary Clinton, and that is she can lose to Donald Trump. And that's the one thing the Democrats can't stand. If they do move to get rid of Joe Biden, it's because they're going to be concerned that Joe Biden will lose to Donald Trump. Their plan right now Plan A, B, C, and D is to just to make sure that Donald Trump doesn't win. And Hillary Clinton has proven one thing above all, which is that she can lose to Donald Trump. Well, and I said uh, former first lady. I should have said ladies, plural, obviously, because they both have been that. But when you think of Hillary Clinton, uh, you think more recently as a presidential candidate and, of course, senator before she was uh, first lady back in the day when her husband was in the White House. Okay, so uh, this this story late last week, Alexei Navalny uh, dies in prison in Russia. Now, um, it's interesting because uh, you'd had the vote earlier in the week for this aid package that passed in the Senate without uh, anything uh, earmarked for the border. But, uh, you know, Tom Tillis, for example, said one of the reasons he voted for this uh, here here in North Carolina is because of the situation of what it could escalate towards uh, with Russia and Ukraine. You had uh, people, many people on the Republican side saying that, well, uh, it sounds like things are under control control over there, and then something like this happens as it relates to Russia, this has got to be, uh, this, this is obviously a, 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 a bad moment for, for President Biden, because now uh, everyone's looking down on him to see what, what, what are you going to do next, and it gives Trump uh, reason to say, uh, you got to be tough on Russia. What, what do you make of uh, the political fallout of the, of the death of one of Putin's biggest critics? Uh, very little. Um, I don't really think it'll have an impact uh, on what's happening in Washington, D.C., um, it's a terrible thing. There's no question about it. And the fact that Donald Trump hasn't talked about it is a little disappointing. Um, but I don't think it impacts politics much in Washington, D.C. The bottom line is this. And you hate to say it like this, but this is the world we live in. It doesn't really surprise anybody. 
and there's nobody who's sitting around Washington going, oh, only we have done something different, this wouldn't have happened. Um, Putin's a bad guy. He just is. He kills people. He drops people out of uh, out of, uh, of, of buildings. He poisons people. That's He's always been like that. This former KGB operator at the highest level. So to suggest that, you know, he, he, he wouldn't do this is, is it's just absurd. Um, it's... Um, uh, I just don't think it's going to move the needle. All right. Uh, final thing I want to ask you about, and this is a, an interesting situation, uh, somewhat predictable, though, at least in part, in that Michael Watley looks like uh, he's going to be the guy to take over for Ronald McDaniel. He gets the endorsement from uh, former President Trump. That's no surprise. But now uh, it appears that Laura Trump, uh, the president's uh, daughter-in-law, may end up being co-chair with Michael Watley. You know, Nikki Haley's been critical of this on the campaign trail. Uh, you would expect that. But what about the idea of Laura Trump and Michael Watley heading the national party uh, i'd like it a lot you know i've talked about on, on the show you know uh, i've known michael for 30 years he's a north carolina party chair very competent guy there was actually some discussion about him possibly running for the chairman's position uh, a couple years back he's going to be very very good he is um low-key sort of a low ego kind of guy good operator going to be a good administrator i think he'd be an excellent party chairman Laura Trump is going to have to learn a little bit about what the RNC is about. You know, she went out and said that every dime that they raise is going to go to Donald Trump. That's not how the RNC works. Every dime that they raise will go to, to help all Republicans. Then it's not the Trump campaign. It's, um, it, you know, it's, a, it's, it's related to the Trump campaign. It's not the same. Every Republican nominee, every Democrat nominee always puts their people in charge of the national party as you go into the national election. Of course, Donald Trump's not technically the nominee yet, but it looks like that's going to happen. So I actually thought this was a pretty good move. Um, on, on the part of the party, Ronald McDonough had lost the confidence of the, president, uh, the former president, so it's the right time to make the move, and I think Mike will do a great job. So you'll be in studio with us uh, this coming Monday, a week from today. Uh, Want to make a prediction about South Carolina as far as the margin goes? Yeah, I got Trump by 32. By 32. All right. Duly noted. I appreciate you coming on. Safe travels out there, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, Bob. There he is, Mick Mulvaney. Former White House Chief of Staff and, of course, South Carolina Congressman, White House Budget Director, and joins us uh, most Mondays between 9 and 10, and he'll be back in studio a week from today.